Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the Bolivia quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Havlin and Sidgwick to look ahead to Dynamite tonight and Michael Sidgwick, all the fallout from Double or Nothing. Absolutely. Um, when it's, we talk about this during the office when we're not recording, as we always say. And Hamlet said it first, but I was thinking there's something in the water here as well. We think something major is going to happen. We know that several not story. 2022 major like actually big yeah like yeah. actually big <laughs> like not a huge announcement like an actual huge announcement um a few things have led us in this down this path um certain things are just done stemming from double or nothing which look if you want my thoughts on it we don't have time to get into it here if you listen to this week's raw review you will get 10 raw minutes preview. raw preview sorry you'll get 10 minutes of it um Underneath the link to this podcast, I will put my star ratings article on there. That's as much as we can do. We just simply don't have time. Yes, we would have loved to have done it. On a normal week, we would have. But thanks to the Queen, God save the Queen, of course, um, we we, um, uh, we have a four-day weekend. So it's we're going to be all over the bloody shop. We aren't going to have time to re- uh, review Dynamite, and we haven't had time to, to really get into the weeds when it comes to double or nothing. But this is the way the business is. This business can't uh, Yeah, no, seriously, like, something probably big is going to happen. We know this because of the venue. It is the first time on the West Coast. Is Vegas in the West Coast? Vegas is, but certainly for Dynamite and, like, LA, I guess. LA, West yeah. Coast. This is the first time there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So it's like the, the coast coast. In fact, like Double Nothing was only second time in Vegas all these years later, wasn't it? Because yeah. of the Panny D. So they've not been able to do one the old since Panny the first D. one. <laughs> in the old Daily's P as well. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking like this. I kind of hate myself for it. Um, so something big is going down. There's like, what? I think there's going to be like a five figure crowd in the venue tonight. It's the first time in California. California is the um, home state 
of two EVPs. So that's why they're on the card, and it's going to be loud and electric and really quite special and amazing when they are on there. Um, but if you look at this card, it's also the Young Bucks are challenging for the titles in SoCal. They are in a 10-man. Should be really fun, but that's not the big thing. Moxie versus Garcia. We'll get into it, why it's going to be great, but it's not the big thing. Mm-hmm. It's not the thing that makes you think they have to have something up their sleeves in front of a, one, a crowd this size, because ideally you want a crowd of this size to do return business for the next time you hit this area. So you have to do something major, like come and see Dynamite, big shit goes down. Mm -hmm. But, as we've all been made aware, there are execs in attendance um, for this episode of Dynamite, so they don't want to watch, they're not going to present like a mid-table setting episode on their behalf, that the crowd's going to be like, oh, it's, yeah, it's quite good. Some of the matches are quite good. Not the best Dynamite, but, you know, they're going to do something big. So should we discuss now what we think that's going to be? We might as well dive straight into it. Have Flood's got the idea? Because he's Carter. He was predicted for the we, bit. To be honest, we don't really... We haven't kept up with New Japan, but it's the Super Juniors, so it yeah. stands to reason why... He's not needed in Japan at present. Yeah, they're like... Andy they're was saying on Sunday, oh, he posted a photo of him some ice cream or something like that. And I was like, that doesn't mean anything. That's a wrestler thing now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, theoretically, because the best of Super Juniors are going on, like any one of the major heavyweight names should be available. I could be available. You know, we don't know that. This is all total speculation. Much like it was speculation for Double or Nothing, but it's fairly reasoned speculation, mm. wasn't it? The thing about the, the table setting point, to build on what Sidgwick was saying, it's absolutely the execs are going to want a bigger show than what we would get normally. This is not a post-pay-per-view show in the traditional sense because that would suggest that there's, what, like two, three months? Mm. Less than a month. What is it, 24th or something like that? So you've, got like a four, you've got a WWE cycle, effectively, to build an AEW pay-per-view, which never normally happens. So the table setting is... like It's often really enjoyable, but it's kind of a luxury that we've mm. gotten used to. Like you can see the things that they're wanting to continue, but then you can see the things that they're more than happy to be starting afresh with. They haven't really got the time this time around. It's going to be really interesting to see, not just for the sake of having something super explosive on the show, which we're kind of projecting, but to see them turn around. I know it's a bit, it's not exactly traditional because it's this forbidden door and theoretically it's going to be New Japan versus AW or what, however it's going to play out. But they've got about a month. They've got that, like, I was going to say old fashioned, but that WWE one month turnaround. So not only are there all these reasons for it to be explosive and massive and huge, but it could do with a couple of instant storyline drivers that don't really need... You need to set the table, and then you need to kind of bring out the starters as well. Like, we're at that point. If it's not Okada, or if it's not, say, like, the arrival of a New Japan person to signal that the build is on, some sort of, like, enormous heat angle that we can't yet... Whether it be, like, CM Punk makes his first appearance with the title and then he gets decked by somebody you would not believe. And it's not just, here's Lance Archer for Dynamite in two weeks. It's, here's, insert huge wrestler for pay-per-view title defense or whatever. Mm. Just feels like it's got that kind of, like, that it's, it is sort of necessary with, with so much coming up so soon. Absolutely. Like, New Japan AEW Forbidden Door is the one pay-per-view where you are absolutely allowed and they should be encouraged to do, here's a match graphic, mm. here's, like, a stare-down. The most boring, basic NXT stuff that I used to really hate, but ultimately you don't really have the luxury of week-to-week episodic television. So you kind of have to book on a match graphic, how amazing is this basis, with a stare-down and maybe a beat-down, and then that's it until the pay So in order for this to work successfully, those match graphics have to be the most pretty mind-blowing, big-time, earth-shattering, can't-believe-this-is-happening 
match graphics imaginable. And I think we'll get an IRL version of one of those tonight. That's my prediction. Should we play one more game before we get into what's actually scheduled? Mm-hmm. Because they are staggering this um, announcement. I think they are leading with the idea that Punk's first appearance as AEW champion um, will sell the show in and of itself. Um, and the buzz from Double or Nothing and all the rest of it. So they are phasing the match announcements. At time of recording, we apologize for doing this in the UK at a certain time. So we'll probably miss three or two at least yeah. match announcements. So go on com for the fun, for the forced fun. Is and it, then, it, are we doing like the late Tony Khan? Yeah, we're going to predict what's going to be. I've had a match. I've got a match that I want to see. Mm-hmm. You can do the match you're going to see. Then we can each do the match that the algorithm tells yes. us is fated to happen. The match I wanted to see, because I think it's going to get ran back, the trios are double or nothing, given the fact that it ended with a disputed heel finish. I want to see House of Black versus Death Triangle again, but they have to have Pac sell the mist. Because if they want to be consistent, that is, because the last time he got misted in the eye, he missed a month because he was in the UK or whatever. I want to see Pac versus Malachi Black because I think their chemistry is absolutely incredible. But because Pac has to sell the mist, give me Malachi Black versus Ray Phoenix. Yeah, and I would say I was also thinking House of Black. So obviously they have left an impression. I was thinking Kings of the Black throne versus the Varsity Blondes. And like, oh, God, oh. are you joking, mate? Bear with me. Absolutely murder them. Like, destroy them, uh, Julia Harlan. Uh, I'm with them now. This is why, because you're complete scruffy losers. And then Roosh, <laughs> and this feeds into another potential, like, bombshell. Uh, Andrade and Roosh welcome Tetsu Naito. And LIJ versus House of Blake is set up for Bindo. Is he on his honeymoon? Fair shout. Don't know, because that would have been pre-tape, wouldn't it? Mm. I was a fo- saw a photo, but then again... But then no, stopped any could before. have been having. I'll just nip back, love. I'll be back in a few minutes. Just going to interrupt the backstage promo real quick. <laughs> June 26th. I said June 24th earlier for a forbidden door. Not long at all. No. Like three and a bit weeks, mm-hmm. basically. Have you got a last minute match you'd just love to see? Um, I mean, it was, it was, it's Kent I've been talking about. Jump, jump, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about no, I'm not saying we're going to do the match. I'm just thinking. He really wants the punk match. For, well, for more than just the obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to do an invasion rather than a dream match, him coming in and GTS in punk. But yeah. uh, in terms of matches, um, I'm just going to look for fallout from... Are we getting, by the way, I should ask, are we getting the TNT title match tonight or Friday? I yeah. haven't seen a match graphic for it, but they did shoot an angle. Did they specify? I thought they specified it was... A, I thought it said dynamite, to be honest. Yeah. But if not then, then maybe Rampage. Part of the taping. Yeah, like part Rampage. of the... Oh. <laughs> which, make, which, by the way, makes zero sense. Scorpio Sky is got that LA Lakers belt. He's from here. Yep. And this is AW that gets the hometowns bang right. And just like everything else with Scorpio Sky in this fucking title, they've ruined it because Dante Martin's going to be the super cool flyer and Scorpio Sky is going to have to be a cut-off merchant in his hometown. Rubbish. Uh, I'm just going to steal something that we discussed in the immediate aftermath of uh, Double or Nothing and we've all spoken about a little bit in the office. Just to have Athena's first match. I need have an eclipse. Kira if Hogan think, or someone like that, and then Stokely yeah. Hathaway can come out and talk some bollocks. If you think AEW and Tony Khan are going to book two women's matches on Dynamite, <laughs> <laughs> two women's matches on Dynamite in front of executives who I think <laughs> maybe you will be white men, then you're absolutely in dreamland. Come on. We are praised, sought after for our 
correct analysis. <laughs> so let's not make any stupid mistakes, shall we? Come on, Wilbon, that's in bad faith. Okay, <laughs> so I've got the men's division open up on my on my laptop now on the AW roster page. We'll do it so you you pick one, you pick you, one, and that's uh, and a pull, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah. Hamflet, tell me whenever you're ready, stealing from mainly WWE previews, tell me when to stop and give me a number between one and four. Stop. Four. <laughs> right. Daddy Magic. Great. That promo that they cut after that, yep, yeah, brilliant, deserves a singles opportunity. This is... Entertainer. Stop two. Oh, no. Do it again. Matt Hardy's already in action. Yeah. Daddy, oh, yeah. Stop one. Ethan Page. Yeah. Do you want to do it again? I think I like Phoenix Malachi Black. <laughs> Uh, right, uh, in terms of uh, stuff that they've... Actually, no, before that. I love Ethan Page, and I love Daddy Magic. I don't want to see them work a match together, nah. realistically. Um, and they won't. It's a load of rubbish. It's fine. It? It's just a nonsense game uh, we'll play. Yeah. Un- unlike with the WWE ones, this definitely won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, before we get into stuff that's actually going to happen, I mean, we might as well do this all at once. And I'm going to ask you, because you've already tweeted about it, but the mega fans will forgive me. Could... Bray Wyatt show up tonight. Well, right. It's a bit of the uh, elephant in the room because uh, what's... An elephant. <laughs> Eels are over in the What Culture office. <laughs> if you're wondering aloud to yourself, what is that idiot talking about? The fantastic shirt that Michael Sidgwick is wearing today. They're always fantastic, but this one is particularly fantastic. It does remind me of the ones that you spoke about before in New Orleans when he was over AF. Like yes, the vest underneath, oh, yeah. the straw hats and that. Yeah, he was massively. Did he win? All the Bray White, no. he did not. Oh. He was massively over eight years ago, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he really was. So John Cena said he was brave because he wore white. Eight years ago, isn't it? Yeah. Eight, eight oh years ago. God. John Cena said he yeah, must yeah. be a brave yeah, man to have like, white yeah. pants and he wore burgundy ones at the WrestleMania to make a point. Yeah. Well, if he's last and he sucked. At the end of the day, we are on the road to Forbidden Door, and what do you need when you're trying to go through a Forbidden Door? You need someone to let you in. You know how the forbidden door's not really forbidden because you can walk through. Granted, yeah. This should be the forbidden door for Bray Wyatt, personally. <laughs> you are forbidden. Forbidden door's more sort of a forbidden revolving door. Can moment. we uh, change locks on the forbidden door? <laughs> can we just uh, bolt it shut? <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the case of Bray Wyatt, sorry. Sorry, you know, I just don't want to see him. I want him back on Sunday. I want him at Hell in a Cell. Bray Wyatt, well. The scene the, of the crime. The, the fucking fiend. The Belongs ring. in WWE. Seth like, back in Hell in a Cell. Oh, ring. yes. LTST. <laughs> um, right. We are doing Hell in a Cell preview a little bit later. Oh, I think it's the elephant in the room, Bray Wyatt, because he's been doing his cryptic tweets about how... Uh, bring them up, okay. and I'll read it. With a scratched out face. That's <laughs> <laughs> something. You're going to read him in his voice, or...? Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff does he say? John, where are we? Kind of stuff. Oh, we've got stuff. <laughs> Just thinking about the gift at the time he slid out of the ring. <laughs> that's how he does, isn't it? He does. <laughs> Everything good that's ever happened to me first came from a period of horrible suffering. I never ask why, I just wait for the rough part to end. <laughs> <laughs> I was chosen <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know either, mate. And I got <laughs> to do. <laughs> Doesn't hurt anymore, burns. I'm ready now. <laughs> Um, I'm tired of watching, tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived. <laughs> Got him! <laughs> 
tired of hearing about my greed, my desire questioned. Well, you know, turn up somewhere and maybe that will not happen. Wherever and whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name. Again and again. Believe in me. Hashtag, I found it. All right, Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> Willy Wonka more like. Patience, it's almost time. So because of these tweets, a lot of people are thinking that uh, I'll bray. Uh, I'll bray W. Bray W is going to turn up Wyndham is all elite. And that's <laughs> just, we've discussed this when it was like terrifyingly rumored by Dave Meltzer that was going to happen last year. Um, that like doesn't fit in AEW sports oriented framework. The stuff he wants to do in the creative expression promotion, he won't want to do. So on either side, it's a bad deal. Um, he's not a great in ring worker. Tony Khan didn't like the wires. <laughs> Tony Khan That's said, on record. Oh, it's on record, he said um, way back when, like well before AEW was even a thing, um, he was just posting on Twitter, it's like a billionaire poster <laughs> about wrestling, and someone was talking about how the Wyatts like, really helped Daniel Bryan, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's near enough exact, Wyatts were an anti-rub, um, it takes more than weird esoteric imagery yeah. to be the next Jake, um, Sullivan Aye. or Raven, I think it was. So basically, he's always thought he was a snake oil salesman, and he's never really. Ex- if he had an interest in why, I reckon he would have made the offer by now. The only worrying thing is, he'll sign anyone now, absolutely anyone, and I don't like that idea. And they must have had a little bit of a conversation for that for the smoke to have existed in the first place. Um, but people are asking on Twitter and speculating on Twitter if his tweets mean anything about. It's featuring AEW. Makes a good bullet point. Makes a good copy. Makes for a good incentive to listen to this podcast and listen to me say, not happening. Please. I don't think it is. <laughs> please. <laughs> not happening, please. I agree. Just the... I agree. I, I don't think I, the worst, one of the worst things in AEW, we're like, we don't always say this. I'll just speak to myself. Like, everything about the house of Black when the bell rings, bang game for it. Yeah. Rest of it, nonsense, rubbish. Don't like it. And I don't even really like the, yeah, like the, Rudolph and the boys aesthetic. I know something like Cedric and Murray explained the death metal element to Black it. metal. Black, black metal. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Good Sub- right. subgenre. I don't really care. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being an asshole. Randy is bad face paint. But like their work is fantastic. But Bray Wyatt never really had. Or the House of Death. He never really had one of those matches, did he? Like he never really had. Outside of his stuff with Daniel Bryan, and even then, I think that's overrated. Didn't really have one of them. Well, at least there was this match. The six mans. Yeah, all right. But yeah, like the, the thing the is, if you can count literally four ah, goddamn matches that yeah. Bray Wyatt had, two were against the Shield and two were against Daniel Bryan, and then he, he and fit, then what? He fits. He fits back. Like WWE signing him back on half the money. He's Bruce Pritchard's dream. Like he does genuinely fit back there. He doesn't. His character and his work and all the rest of it doesn't really. Other than the merch, he will probably move to mm. really fit in AW. I don't think. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Right, well, let's look at the actual stuff that's advertised for tonight. We are going to include something that we've, well, you guys have, have come up with yourselves, which I think is absolutely genius in due course. Uh, but you want to start with that 10-man? So it was Jurassic Express and the Hardys versus the Undisputed Elite. Then Adam Cole and Jeff Hardy were taken out of that match. Now Darby Allen and Hikaleo have been added to it. So it's still a 10-man. Still a 10-man. Um, they've booked a nice little standoff. Hospit between Hikaleo and Luchasaurus. Darby Allen's always great value in the ring, even though if you don't really care for him as a human being, he's just a tremendous pro wrestler. Uh, Matt Hardy, in this context, will do just fine. He'll get pops, and he doesn't have to do too much, even though he proved himself capable of doing rather a lot on Sunday in a match that was more impressive than it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, look, it's a, we know the formula by now. It's a Young Bucks multi-tag match without Brian Pillman Jr. in it, so it's almost guaranteed to be great. <laughs> and uh, Jungle Boy excels in this context. Um, it, like, I want to see a proper comedy interaction between Luchasaurus and Kyle O'Reilly. There's loads of stuff that you can play with here on a fun level, on an action level. This should be like absolute catnip four stars from Dave, that kind of match. Um, I don't think we'll see an outright turn from Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. It makes all the sense in the world for them to wait for the second that they drop the title. Yes. And then Christian Cage goes, all right, you have no use to me now, and I've felt this for a while, whatever, but why not do a bit more overt teasing during the body of this match, like Jungle Boy not getting it done, like Christian Cage going, you stupid arsehole, slaps the back, let me show you how it's done sort of thing. Maybe give Jungle Boy a bit of agency or like a little bit of a backbone and do it right back to Christian Cage. Potential nose-to-nose stuff. Like, There's loads that can do here to advance that story, get 10,000-plus fans going wild for exhilarating spot fest action. This could be death. I did think that there was going to be, before the change in personnel... I did think there was going to be some tension between Christian and Jungle Boy, but not specifically over the body of the match, over the um, can-they-coexist nature of the babyface setup because the Hardys have just beaten the Young Bucks. Sort of feels like they were headed, assuming that Jeff is going to be fine. 
like headed towards a tag title shot. And like, this is the thing with the Hardys, like, why not do all the things that you probably should do with the Hardys once and then never use them again? So why don't have Jeff jump off a really high balcony? Why not do the Hardys Young Bucks? Why not give them one title shot and then lose? I, I'm not a Hardys guy, but I get that. Like, they can fit into these slots once and then don't do it again. And this Wildly unnecessary signing. Aye, yeah. This match felt like a great way to arrive at that because you've got the... Oh, great. You've got the, like... They're kind of showing you the dissension between the undisputed elite, but in reality, it's going to be between the baby faces instead. It's an opportunity, perhaps, for Jungle Boy to go back to being a loser, which we kind of said was quite a nice thing, a nice story they were telling. Christian was quite nicely placed to have to pick between like his ex and his sex in terms of the Hardy Boys, his old <laughs> friends, his old rivals, yeah. like endless like lifetime of respect for all their wars together and Jurassic Express. Like they could have done quite a lot with that layout. That's gone a bit with dark, like doing it with just Matt Hardy doesn't feel quite as real, does it? Like, they're just going to have to probably lean more on the Jungle Boy and Christian stuff. Um, I don't worry too much about the match quality. I suppose, as well, it is probably time to start getting on with whatever's happening in the Undisputed Elite. The Young Bucks have been a blast again. Just when it looked like they were about to become, like, proper earnest baby faces, they've just turned up the heel stuff just enough, and it's been a load of fun. But um, Kenny Omega might be on the way back soon. Adam Cole's not got really a lot to do, but he's got the Owen Hart belt to vindicate <sighs> himself is. a little bit. This is probably the time to start deciding where you're going with the books and with Red Dragon and with all that sort of stuff. Who do you think wins? The heels. Undisputed Elite. Yeah. Basically. With yeah. yeah. Got a... It's uh, one of those where it's like, we know that they like to treat people well in the hometown, but there's two hometown guys on either side, Jungle Boy and mm. the Bucks, so it's unpredictable in that respect. Got a... Uh, a spot for you. Well, not a spot even, actually. Just Is it physically moment. impossible? No, it's actually completely feasible for okay. me. You've got Christian in the match. You've got the Young Bucks. They're dickheads, right? In character, obviously. Do the five-second pose with Brandon Cutler and then have Luchasaurus rise up from behind them or someone Great. big just coming in. That's fantastic. Him. Really good. I love get Brandon that. Cutler. Give him, even get Brandon Cutler because he's got his you know, fancy camera and stuff. Give him a wind-up camera from the 90s. So we have flash to take, photography. take it, yeah. flash <laughs> photography, take it. And the time they've been faffing about and he's there... What are you doing, Bratton? And turn around, Luke Storch is there, and slams those dickheads down. Great. Not the finish, obviously, but just a nice little spot for you. Just thought you liked it. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I don't know. Something about like. Something about like it. I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> Daniel Garcia, John Moxley, Michael Amplett. I did you see this one? What was the one you were doing yesterday? Haven't I? Yes. <laughs> well, I guess my work here is done. You didn't do anything, didn't I? <laughs> Uh, Daniel Garcia and John Moxley that's going to link into something very uh, seamlessly into something that I believe you pitched in the office earlier so before we get to that though uh, Garcia Moxley phase one potentially of him joining Blackpool Combat Club yeah this is really great stuff I loved a spot from their original match so much I thought the match was better than it was I asked Sid this morning he's got a much better memory for AEW stuff than me about where this had happened before and he reminded me it was on that like strange oh there's other stuff after CM Punk on the first dance what an odd <laughs> night that was it was like there's a wrestling show after this <laughs> yeah. we're all emotionally drained from this all time a moment there's a couple of matches I don't remember a single thing from that so show it, it private party this... versus Jurassic Express nope uh, Jade Cargill, I think, had a squash. Jade Cargill, Red Velvet, maybe? Jade Cargill? Didn't know. There was a squash, wasn't there? And then there was this. And it was, it was the finish, I remembered, which was uh, Danny Garcia banging to, like, arching all the way back. Yeah. And then um, Moxie catching him with the bully choke and beating him with it. And then you had, like, a big breakdown afterwards because it was when, they, like, Danny Garcia and 2.0 were kind of rabble-rousing and that sort of thing. So it was fantastic stuff. Uh, but we're going to get the proper version of the match tonight. I love the... I love the potential of where all this goes. So Daniel Garcia tonight, it doesn't need to matter right now, 
but he's going to be working her off the back, as will Moxley, but he'll be working her off the back of the match on Sunday, and Moxley might be able to bust him open. So then, just quietly, at least once, they've bled together. He dodged it all. Garcia dodged all of it on... Um, uh, he, his association with the sports entertainers was entirely justified by their victory and what he did. Um, so, and we don't know what happened to... Like, we don't know what happened in the... Who was he fighting? He was fighting with Kingston in the, Kingston lift. In the lift. And we'll never know what... In the result, elevator. What, what resulted in Kingston looking like he did when he walked out in that iconic image with the gas oh. So, like, Garcia... Yeah, yeah. Garcia yeah, avoided yeah. the worst of it. I'd quite like him to, like, get bludgeoned a little bit here, and then they've at least bled together once, and they've just had that moment. He got a taste of what it could be to be Blackpool Combat Club. Will Washington, I think, on Twitter, pointed this out, and it's so great. The timing of this match and... Tony Khan's little tricks to um, mark time into underscore just how good he is at booking. Because if you can flex how good your booking is through the booking itself, why not do that? Mm. Daniel Garcia and John Moxley first worked together in a singles match on the night that CM Punk debuted in All Elite Wrestling. Right? CM Punk is now the world champion of All Elite Wrestling. So it's a nice sort of how it started, how it's going mm. for Garcia in that respect because people are going to remember the debut to now. So now the next match is happening. So this is Tony Khan effectively saying, right, okay, I've strapped up CM Punk. Genuinely one of the easiest things you can do as a booker, get a star like that, let him do his own promos and his own ring style and pick his own opponents essentially and go, right, okay, that's very easy. But he's also saying in booking this match, yes, but look what I've also done in the interim to like promote effectively and build a new star in Garcia and look at the night he night he had compared to what mm. he did in the first dance where he got beaten like I think it was only four minutes. So it's just a nice little I like the way he marks time and whenever he does something big and sweeping with free agent signings. Like he did the four pillars stuff like immediately after all out when like Danielson and Punk and Cole were there. So it's a clever guy, Tony Khan. And we when he focuses. And we obviously think everything's seemingly heading towards blood and guts and after that five on five. I would like, if they're not going to do what you're about to pitch uh, for the Jericho Appreciation Society, have Jericho on commentary and just have a throwaway line, whether it's Regal or Excalibur or anyone, or say, can anyone smell petrol or something like that? Because he, <laughs> he doused all over him and he's showered 20 times. He still can't get it to smell off him. But... Further to that idea, sorry, yes, there will be some kind of schmoz. It'll be interesting how they go about doing Blood and Guts because Jericho's got absolutely no reason whatsoever to do it because it's all right, it's over. It's over. I don't want to do Blood and Guts with these maniacs, especially when we've won. So I'm actually really hooked on the storyline now that they've done Anarchy in the Arena, which is just an absolute masterpiece. But further to the idea of this being the second go-around for Garcia versus Mox and how far Garcia's came and Garcia one day joining the BCC, improving himself against these. This has to go quite long. This has to go 10 and 12 minutes. It can't be four, and it won't. And it can't be one of those eight minutes with a hard ad break, fairly decisive mm. victories either. I really think they should go 12. And I think the whole idea is you earn the respect of the Blackpool Combat Club if you take them to their limit. They're not, you're not going to beat them more often than not. But I really think 12 minutes of a proper, mint, lengthy competitive scrap is just what Garcia needs to illustrate how far he's come. Uh, and one thing you were talking about in the office earlier on today, we've had a parlay, we've had a town hall, we've had Le Dinner Debonair, we've had a million different things under a certain title uh, from Chris Jericho. 
What is your pitch for tonight if they're not just going to do stuff around this match? Yeah, we know that Chris Jericho is really fond of marketing his just I'm talking to the audience segments to try and make them more memorable or whatever. Um, so given the week that it is on these British Isles, it would be funny if they called it the Jericho Appreciation Society Jubilee. <laughs> <laughs> I love it's a it. celebration of their victory. Um, over Bunting with his face on. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy Magic in a T-Hot. Yes. Yeah. Yes, bunting with the face, the most like timely thing, but make it as stupid in sports entertainment as possible. Like, I would love it if Jericho even went, if you missed it on Sunday, I'm just gonna throw up to the Tron real quick and like they can like do like sort of images and stuff like that. Here's an artist rendition of what John Moxley looked like afterwards and like little <laughs> stupid cartoons where yeah. like the eyes are like cross-eyed, and there's like <laughs> bandages over their heads. Birds flying around his head. Yeah, yeah, like to go proper sports entertainment with it. Because not only it's one thing, right, to win a fight that is the domain of the Blackpool Combat Club in Kingston, because they said, we're not doing Stadium Stampede, we're going to do our wrestling version of it. So to crow about victory in a wrestling fight with the most awful sports entertainment yes. tropes is just what this needs. Maybe you have... This is a, I've come I've come up with the end and now I've had to work myself backwards here. Maybe Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange have baked him a cake. We're having street parties here in the UK to celebrate the Queen's Jubilee. They've baked him a cake and it's uh, in the the candles are in the shape of his face. I don't know. He's got candles on it basically, but oh oh, you got a lighter? I haven't got a, <laughs> I haven't got a lighter. It's okay because I'm a wizard. Like <laughs> <Nice> cake. <laughs> I was thinking about blood and guts um, before because, yeah, they're obviously the cakes made of blood and guts. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the heels winning. What? <laughs> oh no! We all. This did. isn't the cake I ordered. <laughs> we did predict they would win because we all sort of felt blood and guts was coming. It was yes. going to be a TV special, that kind of thing. Eddie Kingston. Being as deranged as he was with the guy, I know there was no rules, but even Brian Danielson, his teammate, was <laughs> yeah. like, "I know there's no rules, yeah. but don't kill anyone." It was qu it was quite important that it was Danielson of all people to be like, "Now there is there is such a thing as too far, and you found where that is with this gas canister." He, what else is brilliant about that? And it was underplayed. Sorry to step on it? your toes here because it was just popped into my head. On the road to, he said, "I'm Brian Danielson. I don't need anything other than my hands to create wrestling violence, yeah. other than." like, my hands so I can break bones and, like, rupture tendons and stuff like that. So for him to, like, see a weapon in the worst wrestling weapon yeah. employee, he was like, nah, I'm not having this. It's like, he's not a wizard. I'm a wizard. <laughs> the whole ring's on fire because I poured gas on it. Like, so, Kingston, that was, like, portrayed by Brian Dennison rather than by, say, Chris Jericho or somebody else backing off as being too far, like somebody on your own team. Could they leverage everything we know about what it's been just for Kingston to even get here and Jericho to say... I, I want you gone. It's not. It's no. Yeah. It's no longer about just Eddie Kingston. Oh, isn't it great that Eddie Kingston's here getting this charitable offer off Tony Khan to still be a wrestler when he's this tired indie hanger on it? It's like no. I want you gone. You tried to set me on fire, and that'd be reasonable enough for request. And the stakes are like Kingston. Be like, I'll give you that, but you've got to take us on in blood and guts. And if the Jericho Appreciation Society win, Eddie Kingston is gone and out of here. Something as severe as that, which makes use, like makes narrative use of this iconic visual and the fact that Kingston can just march terrifyingly over the line as he did once in a while and still face sort of logical consequences for it. Mm. Like the stakes have got to be enormous to tease 
the Jericho appreciation society into that cage. They've got to be massive, haven't they? And that's a that that would be one way that I could think of to do it. And then Kingston winning as him bleeding bleeding and nearly dying in a cage for his job is just f- like further Kingston law then, isn't it? It's more he has done everything. At some point, he's gonna have to get a title shot. I was gonna say on the first step on the road to getting a, a title shot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Quick word. Actually, you know, let's let's do the the women's match and then I will ask you a quick question before we wrap up about what's next for get out for, the way for Hangman Page and 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 Maxwell. Um. Britt Baker, uh, uh, Owen Hart Cup, women, Women's Cup uh, winner, and Jamie Hayter versus the biggest loser, Ruby Soho, and Tony Storm. She just keeps losing all the time. I, I don't know what they're doing with her. They can't set her up and be like, oh, well, she's a plucky challenger in the final, and then she lost again. She turns heel tonight. Oh, yes. Heel, they lose. It's her fault, and she turns heel on Tony Storm tonight. There are and then losers because you'd prefer to see Tony Storm go over <laughs> Ruby Soho. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I don't know, but like I think she's, I think she's turning heel. I think the, I think it was coming before that overwhelmingly positive reaction to Chris Statlander on the rampage, bef- like in the semi final of the Owen. Uh, she's got justification, hasn't she? She keeps losing, and the fans didn't even like her when she was a babyface finalist. Yeah, so they're... each and every one of you. <sighs> I know, I know, but I also think that it's, it's okay. It's almost like. Um, you know the listening company element of AEW, and that this this prevailing sense that Soho. A lot of people haven't been like super positive or in ring work, but then the crowd have also not been that receptive to it. Like it was fifty fifty in the Britt Baker match, which I know is the case because Britt Baker's over. But typically, she's not that, like in the body of the match. She can just be all heel, but people were as with Britt as they were with Ruby. Mm. Tony Storm is super popular and is a good person to like turn heel on. I do take the point that then theoretically she's got to lose to Tony Storm, but. Um, you've got to turn on somebody that matters for the turn to register, haven't you? You do. And yeah. the Jamie Hayter thing and Britt Baker is this. It's very obvious that they're just dropping this and picking this up as and when they want. It's nowhere near as threaded as... A bit like the Thunder Rose, the title change. It's nowhere near as threaded as people would have liked. It's very much... Should we go back to that for a bit? Uh, give it a month. We've got to Owen Hart tournament. Uh, we'll do that next week because we're turning Ruby. So, like, it's always there. They just go back to it when they want. Yeah, absolutely. The match quality should be good. The one on Rampage was really good um, by the standards of an AEW women's TV match. We know that that was um, elevated by uh, Rosa and Deeb on the pape. So, yep, should be a good match. I love how Storm and Hater work together in particular. There are narrative ramifications, developments. Should be outread. Uh, finally, Sid, do you think we are going to see either. MJF or Hangman Page on this show. Oh. Uh, who reported that MJF was spotted at LAX? LAX. Uh, probably probably Sap. He's always usually on it. Sean Ross Sap, no crap, just Sap a fightful. He's all over this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's all very up in the air. Was it four or five times uh, less than some people? Maxwell's getting paid. That's the wage. Outrageous. Oh, it's that. not on that, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, it's one of those where I don't know. I, I mean, it, it, regardless of whatever's going on outside of the ring, I feel like you can't really have MJF on the show because otherwise, what's Wardlow? You know, what the, he's, he's it's fine for him not to be on this show because of what Wardlow did with did to him. Um, but then Hangman Page, I don't know. I don't know whether I want to see him or whether I want him to not be there. And the question marks to I don't know how I feel about all this. One of my favorite low key moments in AEW history was uh, Hangman Page the night after All Out 2020 when they lost the titles, right? Everything should matter. Everything that happens next, everything that's happening in the moment, and even more importantly, everything that's just happened. 
register it, sell it, convey the gravity of what losing actually means. I don't think they do quite enough of that in AEW anymore. Um, but I was so taken with the sit-down interview with um, Hamman Page. He looked desolate. He looked completely heartbroken. He looked racked with guilt. And he said famously, I just feel head-to-toe like poison. And losing the world title and the friendship with Omega and the partnership with Omega in the process devastated this man. And it made you realize, Jesus Christ, how prestigious are these championships? Like how they can affect a person's career. And I would really like the gravity of the switch be conveyed in a similar thing. Maybe he can be more defiant about it. Maybe he can say, like, maybe once upon a time I would have moped and sulked, but I've got the self-belief now. As long as they do something to acknowledge that this is a major, major, major thing that has just happened to this man's career, that would be great. As for MJF, look, ultimately, uh, if he's in L.A. at this point, I would prefer for his sake that it's a sit-down meeting to try and thrash out Wade Keller reported that Mark Henry's on more money than he is. Come on. I saw that, yeah. yeah like, are you joking me? Like, he commentates on a YouTube show, and he, he's got, like, a really cool overcatch phrase. So what? Like, MJF is a cornerstone of this company. He's been there since day one. He's at least in the top three most valuable, legitimately, mm. in that company, at the very least. Um, I hope it gets ironed out because I really want to see him continue. And the reports over his um, disposition over the weekend were a little bit concerning. I just hope this resolves itself one way or the other. And he shouldn't be on Dynamite because that was such a great... If it's a fictional temporary write-off storyline or a way of covering their backs in case he turns around and says he wants to leave, whatever it is, he shouldn't be on this show because then he uh, um, put over how much Wardlow destroyed him. Yeah, I don't think I, there's the want nor need for MJF. Can imagine Jeff Hardy being on more money than he is? Yeah. If, it's, if, if we're talking in these figures, these four or five times, definitely. Yeah, there's not the want or the need for MJF on the show, I don't think. Um, Wardlow's a, a different story, maybe worthy of a different conversation. But MJF, like, even even if there was zero contract drama, sell the injuries. You know, like, I don't think that's a that's, you know an egregious sort of like, miss for this week. On Hangman Page, there was something... I thought was quite interesting. He tweeted out, it was like, you know, it's on whatcoach.com now. I think Murray reported it. It's like Hangman breaking his silence, right? And he's done this tweet where it's, you know, he like tweets like lowercase, a bit like butters from South Park. Oh, shucks, guys. Like, but it's like, oh, I had this like real journey as AW champion. Thanks for it. Like a nice tweet. And then he left her like a... Don't call him Bettles then. Well, no, but it is that. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's in that tone of voice to read it. Oh, shucks, guys. That's swell, guys. Like, but it's nice. It's, uh, like Butters, earnestly nice yes. in a canny, cruel universe, right? <laughs> in a canny, cruel narrative universe, he's this nice guy. And then there's a little double space at the end, and he said, change the world, right? And I thought that was like a really cute cry for help to Kenny Omega of, we have actually traveled down the same road, you and I. What, where We might have started really different when we were partners. We've both been world champion. We've both hit the highs kind of found ourselves in the lows. I would quite like him to follow that up if there's anything to this. And we assume it's the elite. There's always something to this. If um, he cuts a, quite a similar pre-tape like Omega did when he lost the title saying, I need to go away for a while. I haven't watched the tape yet. I'm suffering this. I'm eating this loss. But, you know, there'll come another day and I will be back and that sort of thing. And just create this idea that Paige and Omega, without even knowing it yet, kind of back mm. on the same track. We assume that the eventual coming together of the elite again will be as baby faces because you've got the undisputed elite as the opposite. You've got the young bucks having that nod of respect to Hangman Page. So it, eventually they'll probably all be the good guys. So it just seems like 
he's also just had Kenny's thing. And now it might be quite nice to do that. And like, I don't think TV will miss him for a little while. Mm. Uh, that defiant point is fair because it's like, how much has he grown as a character if he also needs to step back again? But I don't know. I, I think it's okay for Hangman Page to just step out of the way a little bit. Now he's not got the pressure of the title. Wardlow is the one for me. I'm absolutely fascinated. It's not easy what they've done with Wardlow. It's far from it. But they did deliver the, like the, ov- easy's not the word, the obvious outcome. You, they did the absolute obvious perfect yeah. thing because they'd done the hard work. They'd done the work in the build-up. The, the execution of the finale was the easy bit, right? This is legitimately tricky. This is like... Not for what, me. What you do next with Wardle? I mean, I think I know what you're going to say, and I think I agree. Just end the TNT nonsense and put the title on him tomorrow. Like, tonight, even. There's no Scorpio Sky beats Dante Martin and yeah. says, well, that's it. I've beaten everyone, pretty basically. But it's... It's, I think it's more delicate than people realise. You can use the Batista comparison uh, in this case as well because they did three pay-per-view matches with Triple H to make it as clear as possible that he was the guy. He was the guy. And then he really struggled in the immediate aftermath. He got drafted to SmackDown. He worked some absolute rotten matches with JBL and Booker T and none of it felt like all that animal intensity was gone and you just you can't really afford to do that with Wardlow. He's as hot as he's ever been. Him being hashtag all elite is something to be celebrated and toasted. I'm with you. Like, put the TNT title on, save that belt, save that scene, that mid card. But it's it's one to watch. Like, it's a it's a big deal how you follow up with him because you've never had to worry. It's always been the MJF thing. Always. This is the first time that he's outside. Yeah. Of that. I've just checked Twitter. Um, a time of recording. Nothing more has been added to the shoe. Cool. So as soon as I wrap this up. Three tweets from Tony Khan. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, one last thing I very quickly want to put out. It's in SoCal. We know that the books are founding fathers of this company and they were they came to prominence and started really experimenting with the niche meta aspects of their act in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, which obviously is based in California. We might get some really fun um, cameos mm. on Elevation mm. at the very least. Super, give us Super Dragon on Elevation. Yeah. Super Dragon versus Brandon Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow all three of us. So you can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Still get your hands on his brilliant AW book, Becoming All Elite. I saw another tweet from a very satisfied customer just the other day. Uh, that is available on Amazon right now if, if you want to go and check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, except for the next few days because we've got a four-day weekend. <laughs> Sorry, we will try and... <laughs> normal service will hopefully resume next week yeah. after we've got... Hell in a cell out of the way. It's all over the bloody place. I do apologise. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 